I'm stuck in this grind, I'm stuck in this grind. Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies. Stuck in this grind. Look, nothing can save us and we realized it. We knew the outcome and we still tried it. That South Central state of mind, I'm in the field logic. To be a real rider. You took this shit to the extreme and you ain't feel honest. Now Whew. Um, so I've been digesting this freestyle. This is probably about my third or fourth time running it back here. He goes in for about five minutes. And I was just trying to find the perfect 25-second clip to play to kick off this podcast. And um, I wanted to play the bridge that he does uh, in between each 16-bar verses where he's just going, stuck in my grind, I'm stuck in my grind, which um, which is an underrated move to do in the freestyle because these dudes are going up there for five minutes, six minutes, ten minutes at a time. Um, just going straight in, no one understands how difficult that is. And just to structure your thoughts, to have that bridge to fall back on, to gather yourself, maybe catch the beat, and just and just have that stuck in my grind. I'm stuck in my grind. While you just while you just um memorize that next verse. Anyone who's rapped has been there. I'm not mad at Nipsey bringing the bridge to the freestyle on Funk Flex because. Um, everyone knows that this shit isn't off the top. This shit is calculated. More people are going to watch this than most of his music videos. So this is such an important part of his press cycle and his album promo run that he needs to body this. And if a bridge is what you got to do to make this sound right, man, get your bridge off. And um, the other thing I was just trying to play, where does he come in the hardest after the bridge? Like, where does he just come in off straight with the gems instantly? And I mean, here he says, nothing can save us and we realized it. We knew the outcome and we still tried it. That South Central state of mind, I'm in the field logic. And I think that, I mean, it doesn't sound as hard without the accent and the delivery like he has. But um, that pretty much sums up. Uh, the entire dynamic of Nipsey Hussle's narrative, I think, uh, pretty perfectly. So that was that was, that was my logic behind playing that. And I mean, I could get into the quotables all day. That is what Nipsey Hussle does. This guy drops jewels. This guy drops food for thought. He talks that talk. He's not going to get up there and give you the punchline wordplay funk flex freestyle. That's not his approach. I mean, of course, there's going to be some slick shit in there. There's going to be some wit, but that is just part of his personality. That is part of his character and persona. Nipsey Hussle is the epitome of the modern-day gangster rapper. So I'm not going to get into the bar-by-bar breakdown. That is something that you should go dissect yourself. I'm sure the lyrics will be up on Genius pretty soon if you really want to do that. I think that a lot of these thoughts are pretty surface, that you don't really need to do all that. But um, just the overall vibe of this thing might be all that you need. He, he rhymes over if I, if I Ruled the World here, which, um, of course, he's paying homage to Nas while he's in New York. That is fantastic. I love that he did that. You can, te- you can see the clear, obvious influence that Nas has had on Nipsey's approach to just being, just being poetic, kind of trying to take something that's a simple surface thought and, um, and making it really complex within the bar. And just kind of squeezing in as many thoughts in a concise way. He he definitely has a West Coast Nas resemblance. But as far as his approach to um, his cadences and his pocket, he found a way to make If I Rule the World almost sound like a West Coast beat. He brought a different bounce to it. He found his West Coast pocket in the New York beat. And I love that about Nipsey Hussle is um, he, sound, he sounds exactly like where he's from. 
even though lyrically his approach might have taken from other places. Like you hear the hove, you hear the nods and a lot of his shit, but his personality is so West Coast that you almost don't even notice that at the surface. But yeah, dude, I only have a couple seconds left here, so I'm gonna just play a couple more of these bars. This freestyle is something you should really go and check out yourself, though. It was a real promise. To death to us, what's most important was rap to us. Set school us to love a lie, respect shooters. Reflect to it this year, I'm dropping my best music. Hope you niggas get rich and then reinvest to it. I wish you niggas success is minus the stress to it. A lot of stages, a lot of losses and regress to it. The game of life, you ain't the type that would accept losing. Whatever's left to it, flying in a jet to it. Yeah. Stuck in this grind, yeah. Stuck in this grind, I'm stuck in this grind. Look me in my eyes, call me on my lies. Stuck in this grind, yeah. You know yeah. what it is, funk flex, Nipsey yeah. hustle, yeah. victory yeah. lap, yeah. moving, yeah. we yeah. here. Yeah. Woo. I think he just says, I look like ya. Which, I mean, you know, I feel you, Uzi. Um, sometimes I just look like ya, too. I mean, he did say, I'm taking Zans till I can't feel my face. Um, yeah, you're gonna look like ya. If you take enough Zans to the point where you can't feel your face, that just comes with the territory of taking that much Xanax. But um, nah, man, this is Lil Uzi Vert and Playboy Cardi. Uh, the song is titled Bankroll. I don't think this thing's a hit. I think that it will exist in certain pockets. There's definitely a big demand for this type of song right now. Um, I'm clowning on the hook, but I do think that it's going to catch. I do think that when I'm in a different mood, um, and I'm faded, I might actually get down to this thing. This might actually be my vibe at certain points. Right now, I'm just fresh off dissecting a Nipsey Hustle freestyle, so obviously this isn't my speed. Um, I was super passionate about that, and this is kind of just like a 180 or something I can't really get that excited about. But um, overall, man, I'm not mad here. I enjoy the beat. I think that this beat is definitely um, a change of pace for both of these guys. It's not necessarily like a trappy inspired beat. It almost reminds me of like a like a early young money compilation album type of beat. I feel like I've heard this jingle somewhere. Um, it's it's in that mood. It's 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 uplifting. Even though you know Lil Uzi Vert just throws in his random depressing drug addict shit in there but that's kind of his whole thing he just makes depressing music that sounds happy and you flick your wrist to uh other than that this is our first time hearing from playboy cardi in a while i was expecting him to piggyback more on the success of magnolia which um he's been relatively quiet since that and his debut album i think that his debut album was a little bit slept on because he dropped it before the peak hype of magnolia i think that if he sat on a couple of those records and slowly rolled them out over the course of the summer while Magnolia stayed hot. I think that that album had a lot of potential and shit that was slept on. I actually enjoyed the Playboy Cardi album more than uh, Love Is Rage 2 by Lil Uzi Vert. I think I put them in the same class, even though Lil Uzi Vert um, has been a standout to the public. I'm, I still can't identify why. I don't think that there's a big drop-off between uh, Cardi and Uzi. Uh, besides on this song, I think that Cardi, um, his vocals were off. I think he just seemed like 
his ad lib track and his uh, burst track were kind of on the same levels, but that's an engineer issue. I'm not, I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to put too much stock into that for Cardi. I'm still, I don't want to say looking forward to what Cardi has in the future, but I still think that, um, I still, I don't think he's on the clock. I still think he has a chance to show and prove. So that was Hope by Tentacion. He dedicated this record to the victims of the Parkland shooting, which is a very nice gesture of him. Um, I just question the consistency of this kid's behavior and the sincerity of this message just because um, the pattern in his shit doesn't really align to me that much. And um, to kind of explain further what I'm trying to say by that is... A part of me thinks that maybe he's just clinging to these traumatic events because he is at his best musically when he's going through pain or when there's some type of um, emotional distress. And maybe he just hasn't found the inspiration in his personal life, so he's using the shootings as an outlet to, for his creativity. Or I could just be cynical and he's actually very genuine and sincere in his message. But um, overall, I actually think this song is pretty good, um, just sonically. I try to put all the fuck shit aside when I dissect this kid's music because there's so much fuck shit that there's no point in me even covering him if he doesn't make good music. But again, here he comes with another concise record. He kind of sounds like a like a depressed Sway Lee on this thing. Um, the vocals aren't bad. It's just only a minute long, man. I don't know if this kid just likes short and sweet records. He um, caters to the short attention span or he just can't complete thoughts and make full songs. I can't figure out which one it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but um, it's definitely different.